There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Lift your mouths, let's go. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, we say speak to us with clarity and power right now. Somebody say, Lord, speak to me now. I'm ready. You ready? Let's go. Now here's the question. Some of you are saying, where am I going? To the best rest of your year. Uh-uh. To the best rest of your year. This is the seventh month. Seven is the number of completion. It's the number of shalom. That means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. It's going to be this month where everything you've gone through up to this point is going to finally make sense. And I need you to believe that. Open up your mouth and say shalom. So listen, we opened our series one week ago today called Summer Playlist, where we're taking secular songs each week and we're extracting spiritual principles. And Sundays was one of my favorites. In case you missed it, here it is again. I just need you to lift up your hands and say, I can stand the rain. So if you missed that 11.15 on Sunday, you got to go back and watch it. Both experiences were awesome. You got to go back and watch it. So here's where we got to, can you stand the rain? I taught you that when King Saul had a harmful spirit on him, he changed his playlist. Remember, King Saul was the first king of Israel. In fact, the people of Israel asked for a king, and God gave them Saul as the answer. And the Bible says that when David was anointed to replace King Saul, why? Because he had disobeyed God through the man of God two times. Here's what I love about God. God will always give you a second chance, but you got to be careful that you don't miss the opportunities in the moment they're given. 
See, we get, we get excited about God giving us grace. Come on. We get excited about God giving us mercy. Yes. We get, what is grace, Bishop? Grace is when God gives us something good we don't deserve. Mercy is when God blocks something bad we do deserve. But we have to be careful that, watch me, we don't get so used to grace that we don't maximize the moments that God puts in front of our face. Because what happened for King Saul is God says, I love you, King, I love you, Saul. I love you, son. But this opportunity for you to sit in the seat of the king has now come to its end because you didn't appreciate it. So I got to put somebody in the seat that will. Here's why I need you to get excited. You're about to take the seat somebody else didn't value. Mm. I need some of y'all to understand why your life has felt like it was in a holding pattern. It's because God was getting the seat ready for you because he about to put them up out of the seat. I don't know who I'm speaking to tonight, but watch me. But there's some stuff that you prayed for that did not happen because God said, I'm getting ready to take Saul up out of the sea and I'm about to put you in the sea. So there's some stuff that didn't happen, that didn't manifest, that nothing changed because God says, I'm getting that thing ready for you. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'm just like David. Say, because I'm next. Uh-uh, y'all are playing with me. I need you to get some... Get a, little, get a little belief on the inside of you and open up your mouth. Say, I'm just like David. Say, because I'm next. See, there's somebody in a manager's seat that didn't appreciate it. It's about to be yours. There's somebody didn't appreciate the opportunities they were given. And God says, I'm about to give that to you because you won't be like Saul and get arrogant and stuck up and disobedient. You'll be like David. David made mistakes, but you know what David knew how to do? David knew how to repent and apologize. David says, God, against you have I sinned. David said, I know I ain't got it all together, but I know the one that helps me keep it together. Some of you keep thinking that it's your skill that's going to get you to your next. And skill is good. You need to improve it. But watch me. The greatest thing you could ever do is learn how to apologize. One of the greatest things you could ever learn how to do is repent. Why? Because when you begin to repent, you let God know that you can be trusted with authority. You can be trusted with power. You can be trusted with influence. You can be trusted with money. You can be trusted with stuff your bloodline couldn't be trusted with. Which is why God will, watch me, God will promote somebody with less experience that knows how to repent before he'll promote somebody that's an arrogant son of a gun. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Bible says that David was Saul's neighbor, but he was better than Saul. And what made him better wasn't his experience. Saul had more experience. What made him better was that David knew how to repent. He said, Lord, teach me to repent. Repentance isn't just apologizing. It starts with that, though. Repentance means I apologize, I explain how I got here, and here's my solution. AES is what repentance is. Can I get you to write that on your notes or put, write it on your hand or put it in your phone? AES, apologize, explain, and solve it. Repentance means I change my mind. I change directions. See, repentance says, you know what? When I was doing that, I felt right. But repentance says, but I changed my mind because that wasn't right. Y'all ain't going to talk to me tonight. Repentance says, I changed my mind. While I was in my attitude, I felt justified to act that way. But then once I got up out of my funk, I figured out that I didn't have no business acting that way. So I repented. David gets the throne because he knows how to repent. Some of you, what you want is on the other side of what you won't say. 
Let's move. First Samuel 16, 23. Saul then, when David gets anointed at 16, the Bible says that the Spirit of God leaves Saul when it goes to David. Now watch me. David has the Spirit, but he doesn't have the seat yet. Which means many times you will be prepared for something years before you ever are formally given something. See, watch me. This ain't for everybody. I'll know about your praise. See, for many of you, God was getting you ready for second, seven-figure living. Nope. 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 Apparently, it's only a few of y'all. What? Uh, watch me. And you're like, well, well I, because watch me. You have ideas that only seven-figure people have. And here's the deal. You don't even just want it for you. You want it because you want to be a blessing. You were thinking to yourself, my God, I wish I could be the one to write the check and say, here you go, Bishop. Matter of fact, here's an extra 30 so we can get these lives saved. Somebody said, he's been getting me ready. 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 He gets David ready 14 years before David ever gets the seat. I feel like preacher tonight. Before David ever gets the seat. So the spirit leaves Saul. And it goes to David. At age 16, David has the spirit to do the seat for 14 years before he's ever given the seat. Saul, when God's spirit leaves, Saul now has a distressing spirit, harmful spirit that comes upon him. It's on the screen. First Samuel 16, 23. And whenever the harmful spirit from God was upon Saul, David took the lyre and he played it with his hand. And we gave you what the sound like. Here's the sound of the lyre. 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 David ain't even ready. Here it goes. And David took the lyre and prayed it with his hand. Somebody say he played it with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well. Somebody say he's refreshed and well. Which means, watch me, what you listen to has the ability to refresh you or depress you. And this is beyond music because watch me, uh, music now, it, we, I taught you this at the beginning of the series, music, when we look at it, it is now the compilation of both instrumental music as well as lyrics. Watch me, which means the words people say to you are like the lyrics in a song. So are you listening to sad, sorry people, which explains why you feel sad and sorry? Saul was what? Refreshed. And he was what made well, which means your playlist can make you well, which also means it can make you ill. Some of you, watch me, you are literally sick of people because you listen to music that fuels that. You are sick of life because you listen to music from folks that are sick of life. You got to have stuff on your playlist that stirs the gladiator in you. You got to have stuff on your playlist like taking over and already won and new anointing so that when you feel like you're at the bottom of the barrel, you can say he's doing something new in my life. And sometimes new starts with old mess. The harmful spirit departed from him whenever David played by the hand. And I taught you that your playlist is literally how you prevail and make progress. Say, my playlist is how I prevail and make progress. Remember, David played it with his what? His hand. And we looked at Psalm 44 and 1. Blessed be the Lord, my, uh, my rock. This is David speaking. Who trains my hands for war. So when David was playing, David was saying, I'm not just making music. He says, this is how I fight my battles. 
I need you to hear me. So the reason it's so important you've got the right playlist in your car, right playlist in your house, is because this is literally how you fight your battles. Watch me. You cannot be strong if what you're listening to makes you so weak in the knees. I get so weak in the knees. I lose all control. How you losing control? Who took over you? That's the spirit. Now listen, now listen, I happen to like SUMUV. Here's the point. Here's the point. It, what you're listening to is fueling you. And some of you, the reason you think the only thing you got going is a relationship is because you only listen to songs about relationships. You better hear me. There is more to life than just being booed up. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. That's just not for single people. That's for married folk, too. Got it? You will be miserable if you relegate your existence to, watch me, just another human being. This is why the best relationships don't complete you. They complement you. Let's talk. <laughs> the best relationships say, girl, I don't need you. And truth be told, you don't need me. But we want each other. Let's go. You make me better. I make you better. And when we come together, baby, we like Reese's peanut butter cups. We we're like hugging dogs, Ben and Jerry's. Six flags. <laughs> you got me? All right, let's go. He says, who trains my hands for war. I'm doing good with this chair. And my fingers for battle. I've never sat in a chair this long. All things new. And my fingers for battle. So watch me. God wants us to win the battles and the war. What are the battles? The battles we face every day. The war is the accumulation of the battles that we fought. See, when you get to church on Sunday, it ought to be a celebration. Why? Of all the battles I beat since last Sunday. I knocked out some mess on Monday. I knocked out some terrible stuff on Tuesday. I knocked out worry on Wednesday. I knocked out torment on Thursday. I knocked out foolishness on Friday. And I knocked out sorrow on Saturday. I came on Sunday just to say, I won! You threw your best shot at me, but I'm still standing. And you tried to make me take myself out, but I am still standing. Say, so I win battles and the war. You got it? How do you win with your playlist? David said, while I was playing, I was prevailing. While I was playing, I was making progress. This is why worship is so important. Why? Because if you don't make it important, you will lose because you think you're so smart you don't need to worship. You will think you know so much scripture you don't need to worship. You'll think you're so prophetic that, watch me, your worship is pathetic because you think that you can prophesy your way through a battle you got to worship through. Let's talk. Say, this is how I fight my battles. I dare you to knock something out on Thursday. I'm going to give you five seconds. Go, five. Four, come on. This is how I fight my battles. I worship you.
somebody say, this is how I fight. And for some of you, quarantine has made you lose your fight because you only do that when it's prompted. But I dare you to make your house a house of worship. Make your automobile an automobile of worship. You ain't even got to have no music. You can just walk in your living room and just go. And your kids say, Mama, what you doing? Baby, I'm fighting for your Friday. I'm, I'm fighting for this upcoming school year. I'm, I'm That's what I'm doing. Daddy, what are you doing? Son, I'm getting you to victory so you don't make the same mistakes I did, so you don't go through the same stuff I did. This is how I fight my battle. Let's go. So, I, so, so, so when we looked at this, we learned that God wants us to win. Say, he wants me to win. Now, you need to know that. Because if you don't, sit, like, that's my mentality. My mentality is all I do is win. That's my mentality. If people come around me and their mentality is I'm going to try to win, they don't last around me. And I'm okay with that. Because <laughs> you ain't bringing that, I'm fin fixing to try to win. See, some of you need to make that your whole mantra of life. Watch me, it'll help you get rid of the folks that don't need to be in your inner circle more quickly. Because some people are gonna come into your life with, well, I'm trying to win. You need people around you that says, no, all we do is win. Say, that's all I do is win. If somebody's sitting close to you, look at them in the eyes and just say, that's all we do is win, 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 win. So when people come to you talking about, but well, it's all right, it ain't no big deal, maybe to you. It's not. But to me, it ain't over until I didn't want. That's how some of y'all know your life ain't over. There's some stuff you ain't beat yet. Woo! But this year and this decade is still going to be the best year of your life and still going to be the best decade of your life. Say, all I do is win. Now, Bishop, how can you make that statement? Because I can read the Bible. You can read the Bible. We can read the Bible. It's right here. 2 Corinthians 2.14. It is written... But thanks be to God, who in Christ, please read the next word. No, no, just stop. I said the next word. Please read the next word. Always. Now, always in Hebrew means always. Always in Greek means always. Always in the hood means always. Always in the verbs mean always. Always in the text center means always. Always in five points means always. Always in buckhead means always. Always in bankhead means always. Always in Brookhaven. I'm calling out my Atlanta folks. Always in Brookhaven means always. Always in East Point means always. Let's go to Memphis. Always in uh, Olive Branch means always. Always in Orange Mound means you better get up out my face because I already took. Oh, hold on, man. It means something slightly different in Orange Mound. <laughs> I'm just joking. Say always means always. So, Bishop, how can you say that's all we do is win? Bishop, I started losing. Let me tell you why. You lose if you can't be led. Every loss is connected to disobedience. It's right there. It's right there. 
You lose if you cannot be led. Um, so, so, so here's the key. Here's the key. And I gave you this example on Sunday. Are you able to be led? Um, because that's not forcing you. God's not going to force you to win. If you want to do your own thing, God's going to be like, okay, good luck with that. If two plus two is four and five plus five is ten, what is this? What is this? <laughs> so here's the question. Are you able to be led long enough so that you can win all the time? Because here's what happens. When I get distracted, come on. When, I, when you get distracted, come on, I'm going to lead you, okay? Now, 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 listen. She's over there. Look over there. Get distracted. Okay, now pull away from me. See, this is how the enemy works. You're pulling away from what's trying to lead you to victory. And here's what you say. I just feel led because you're distracted. You missed what I just said. You can't feel led if what you're feeling is opposite the direction that God has assigned you to be led in. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Bishop, I just feel like I'm supposed to do this. That ain't where we going. So that ain't God. Show me that in the scriptures. Y'all don't like this now. See, you lose if you can't be led. To be led, that means I have to drop my will. And then I have to decide, okay, the same thing that got me out of depression, same thing that got me out of anxiety, same thing that got me out of debt, same thing that kept me from committing suicide, so the same thing that worked last year is the same thing that's going to work this year. So that means I have to be led long enough so I can be led to victory. Because here's what happens. We get distracted, then we pull the other way. And here's what God won't do. See, forcing you, God would say, hey, no, you're going to come over here. No, man, look, look. God's not going to do that. God's going to say, you want to go over there? Okay. But notice who's not in the scene anymore. <laughs> so there are certain things where you started well. You ran well. But who hindered you? Was it your mama? Was it your daddy? Was it your cousin? Was it your friend? Was it your insecurity? Was it your fear of rejection? But I need you to open up your mouth and say, but it's not happening the rest of this year. Come He leads us into triumphal procession. And y'all remember, I had the men's choir with the junior deacons on Sunday. And we processed in. Now, here's what's significant. That means winning is working. Now, get it. Winning is work. Winning is working. Winning isn't having had one. Winning is perpetual. On the side of my shoe, on the side of my shoe, does it say, what does it say? It says new se winning season. Here, here we go. These were done, these were a gift for me. These, these were, these say, y'all see that? Winning season. Y'all see that? That's, that's hot, huh? That's hot. Just like today was, hot. <laughs> too hot, too hot, lady. <laughs> it was too hot today. I said, this is why I can't go to hell. <laughs> I, said, I can't deal with this, this is too much. This is too much, this is too much. Look, 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 look. Winning is perpetual. Here's what we do, come on. Here's what we do, all right? We win, you're being led. Boom, January, you won. Boom, February, you won. Boom, March, you won. Boom, April, you won. Uh, May, you won. Uh, June, you won. Hey, you stop listening. Stop, now you're over there. Winning is work. Now, you just guess that, winning is work. Say what we say, winning is work. 
here's the problem with that phrase is because most of you like to get off of work. You look at the clock and count. <laughs> ah! <laughs> ah! Time to go. But God is like, but I want you to win after hours. Which means, because what does that mean practically? We often stop doing what works because we get distracted, because we get tired, because we get unfocused. Or here's what we'll do. I'll do it tomorrow. So what happens is you stop winning because you stop working. And I don't mean that literally in the sense of employment or career. I mean it in the sense of what was working, you stopped doing. So you was eating right. And then, and then the pandemic came. And then you said, listen, bitch, I'm just stressed out. I got a lot going on. It's a lot going on in the world. You literally sitting at home all day. What's going on at your house? To where you stressed out. Only thing you stressed out about is how many Netflix accounts you can have running at one time. <laughs> Y'all ain't saying that to me. <laughs> Did it save the place accurately? Because you don't want to watch that whole scene again and you're trying to make sure that it caught the place. So here it is. So that means the moment I stop doing what worked is the moment I stop winning. Because God leads you in a procession. Procession means everybody can see you. A procession means you got to walk in accordance with how the leader is walking. You can't break rank and be in a procession. You can't break order and be in a procession. And th notice how he's been walking with me this whole time. I've been talking. I didn't pull them side to side. I didn't pull them all over. Now listen, look at me. Everybody look at me. Because here's what you want God to do. You okay? You right? You right? You right? You want to stop? Come on, let's take a break. And God is like, if I turn around from leading you, that means we're going to be stuck here for another month. But I need you to open up your mouth to say, wherever I've been on hold, I'm coming off a hold tonight. I need you to open up your mouth and say, say wherever I've been on hold, I'm coming off tonight. Say, keep it moving. Say, keep it moving. You got it? So winning is work. Now, this last part says, and through us, he spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. And I talked to you on Sunday that our winds spread him. Our winds spread him. So God will sometimes put you in a situation where he is not spread so that you can spread him. So sometimes you will be in stuff that you're like, God, why am I going through this? God says, because I'm not there. Spread me over there. So some of you, watch me, your job, you're there to spread him. That's why some of them folks are so difficult to deal with. It's because God's like, spread me, spread me, spread me, spread me. I know you want to cuss out, but spread me. I know you, I, oh, spread me, spread me, spread me. So I asked you this question on Sunday. Can you stand the rain? Because in the Bible, winning is shown as rain. Why? Because as an agricultural society, winning was seen in your harvest, which grew because of rain. And I said this to you on Sunday. No rain is no winning. And in fact, that's a curse in the scripture. Say no rain, no winning. That's a curse. Deuteronomy 28, 24. It says, the Lord will make the rain of your land powder. From heaven, dust shall come down until you are destroyed. So God said, what I'm going to do 
as a curse. Uh, and what's a curse? It's an empowerment to fail. Deuteronomy 28, it starts with approximately 15 or so verses that are the blessing of the Lord. The rest of that chapter, and it's a long chapter, God says, if you disobey me, this is what's going to happen. You're going to empower yourself to fail. One of those empowerments to fail or curses was God says, no rain for you. I need you to catch that. Here's the problem. We ask the question, can you send the rain? Because the same thing that creates growth creates grief. The same thing that causes manifestation creates a muddy mess. And I've walked you through that. I even went even further on prayer, right? If you miss prayer on Monday night, go back and look at prayer. I went even deeper praying over that. Because when it rains, that now I got mud. When it rains, now I got to dress different. When it rains, now I have to act different. But rain is what I asked for. But I have to accept success and everything that comes with it. Most of you want to be the curse breaker and you don't want to offend nobody in your family. You want to break curses and have nice family gatherings. Your very presence offends their spirit. Let's talk. You just being there. They can't, they, mm-hmm, see them, mm-hmm, eat them. No, no, that's, that's that spirit upon you that can recognize. I didn't come to take sides and play with y'all on who on mama's side. Who on, I didn't come to play sides with you. I didn't come to take sides. Everywhere I go, I take over. Like, you wanted rain, you wanted favor, you wanted victory without any viciousness. You want to make progress, but you don't want any problems. Can we be honest? Let's just be honest, though. Many of us, like, that's how we sometimes envision stuff happening. Like you said, like you just pray, Lord, this is going to be the best year of my life. And you just thought that every day was just going to be somebody walking up to you, here go a million dollars. You better receive it. You just, you just knew everybody was going to act right. You're like, Bishop, I was good to them. They're supposed to be good to me. But that's not how this works. So we ask that question, can you stand the rain? Somebody say, I can stand the rain. So we looked at Zechariah 10 and 1. It says, ask rain from the Lord in the season of the what? Spring rain from the Lord who makes the storm clouds and it will give them showers of rain to everyone, the vegetation of the field. So whenever we pray for success or favor or to do well, and remember, he wants us to do that. When we pray to win, he wants us to do that. So first off, we actually have to pray for it. It doesn't happen just by happenstance. So you're not going to have a great marriage just because. You got to pray for that. And look at me, what's a win for one couple may not be a win for you. No, that's very important because there is not a one size fits all. For it. Now, there's biblical principles. No, we don't break that. But there's not a one size fits all. And some, in some couples, the, ma- the man is going to cook and the woman's not. She just ain't going to have that. But she's going to know how to use Uber Eats. Come on. You know what I'm saying? So don't, be th- don't, don't compare what you see on social media and make that a win for you. Because that might not be your setup. Okay? In your family, don't compare somebody else's to yours and make that a win. 
Got it? Jesus rebuked his mother and brother them because they came and they were trying to distract him while he was preaching. And, he, and they said, Jesus, your mama and them outside. He said, who my mama and them? He said, whoever, and then he points to his 12 and says, whoever does the will of my father, this is my mother and my brother and my sister. Got it? So even for God, he didn't have the regular American family. You got me? All right. In, in your life, some people, some people, listen, some people, y'all need to stop accusing people that like what they do of being workaholics. When you do what you're passionate about, baby, I ain't been working. I've been passionate. I've been doing what I was created to do. You know when my car is happy when I'm riding through it? Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. This when she get happy. Y'all ain't talking to me. Got it? Okay, so don't, so don't don't be so quick to place somebody else's win and your wins and, and think they have to be exactly the same. But at the end of the day, we all are supposed to win. All right? Now, so one, we got to ask for that. But then look at the second part. He says, it's the Lord that makes the storm clouds. So the only way the rain comes is through the storm. So when the storm shows up, maybe it's not punishment. Maybe it's progress. Because God is like, I'm going to give you some rain. What does rain represent? Winning. God says, you're about to win. But when the wind comes, it's going to come through wind. <sighs> I was jogging the last couple of days. And uh, when I was jogging, the wind of God came. No, no, he's talking about praise God. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing my, you know, it's really more of a fast walk. Don't tell nobody. Because uh, I'd be on the phone. I'd be trying to handle business. I'd try to multitask. And I'm going, I'm doing all that. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm like, where is this coming from? got the ear pods in so it's a vacuum in my ear so it's louder than it really is and all of that and it got so intense I had to do like this here I had to walk contrary to the wind why because I hadn't made it to where I was headed yet let's go and some of y'all you you'll stop and turn around and say well I'm gonna wait till it's over it ain't gonna end until you press your way through I need you to lay your hands on yourself say I'm pressing through I'm pressing through if you turn around and go the other way, that, that's, that's not going to make it in. You're just going to give up progress. And I prophesy to everybody under the sound of my voice, you're not giving up any progress you've made so far this year. If you believe that, put a praise on that for five seconds. Go. Five. Go. Four. Three. Two. I'm not giving up no progress. Somebody holler, no, sir. Not doing it. So I had to do this. And I mean, it was really windy. I mean, it was really windy. Like, you know, I, you know, it was really windy. And so I'm, 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 I'm going through the week, going through the week, going through the and, and I pressed my way through. And what's amazing to me, what's amazing to me is I'm looking around, and there's nothing happening uh, with the atmosphere. I don't see clouds, nothing like that. It's just wind. It's just wind. And then all of a sudden, please listen to me, all of a sudden at the end of my jog, fast forward, at the end of it, don't tell nobody. At the, end, at the end of it, all of a sudden, drip drop, drip drop, drip drop. Please look at me. 
it didn't rain until the end. The whole first part of the storm was just the wind. It didn't start raining until I made it to the end. And I'm here to tell somebody, watch me, the reason you got to keep going is because, baby, this wind is trying to stop you from getting to your rain. But I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'm ready for rain. And then it just, the floodgates open. But I had to make it through the wind first. In fact, please listen to me. The majority of my jog, fast walk, was dry. The majority of it was dry and fighting the wind. Look at me. I was warring against something I could not see but could feel. And for some of you, that's what you got going on in your day. You're warring against, I can't see where it's coming from. I don't know, but I guess something is trying to mess with me, push me back. I rebuke depression. I rebuke fear. I rebuke anxiety. I rebuke panic. I rebuke suicidal thoughts. I rebuke anything contrary to what God has ordained for you. Say, I have the mind of Christ. So let's finish. So... So storms are the only way the rain shows up. So look, Joel 3.10. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am a warrior or strong. English Standard Version says warrior. I need you to look at that. Let the weak do what? Say, I am a warrior or strong. Just say, I'm strong. All right, you ready for this? To be stronger means you have to train with heavier weight. I don't know why y'all being so quiet to me. All right, come on, let's do an exercise. Come here. Let me have those two chairs. Come on. Come on, let me have that whole first row. Come on, let's go. Let me have that whole first row. Come on. Over. Come on. Y'all, come on, let's go. Come on, I'm going to make a gym. Some of y'all talking about, I can't wait till the gym's open. I'm going to teach you something. Let me show you something. You're going to make your home gym with church chairs. Come on, listen. Uh -huh, no, just put one down. All right, all right, here we go. No, just, they're good. They're good. They're good. No, you know what I'm saying? All right, good. Just, just stay right there. You're going to help. You're going to help. All right, now take this here. All right, now get the chair. All right, get the chair. All right, now, all right, now, all right, now. All right. Come a little closer, come a little closer, come a little closer. That, that's not that heavy. Can you feel the burn? <laughs> all right, put that down. All right, keep that music going. Keep that music going. Come on, that's a good playlist. See, you see how you feel like moving? See, you got to have music that makes you move forward. Somebody say, because I'm not going backward this year. So now you're stronger, so now you need two. Stack them. Benson. Come on, you're going to help. Come on, spot. Come on. Pump. Pump. There you go. There you go. Good. Now here's what you pray. Lord, just make me stronger. God's like, okay. So you had one issue you were dealing with. You had two issues you were dealing with. Now you got three of them. Matter of fact, but since all things are new, I'm going to put a demo up on that. Y'all ain't catching me. See, the stronger you are, the more weight he has to put on you. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying? Now see, notice, notice how he moving a little slower, but he still got it. I, I need you to open up your mouth and say, I got this. Say, I was built for this. Say, I got this. Come on. Uh, I was built for this. I got this. I right, put him down. Put him down. Help him. Come on, Spot. Come on. 
What gym you work at? You got a spot fast. Come on. All right. So, so wait a minute. So, so you beat your marriage trouble, beat your financial trouble, beat your generational curses. You beat depression. So now God is like, I'm going to make you the example for your whole bloodline. So the stronger you are, that means you got to train with heavier weight. Wait a minute. Wait, no, no, no. Oh, no. You ain't done. Nah. Because remember, a procession. What's that mean? Everybody going to see you. Stop. In the gym, when you see that one person that's got a lot of weight, what everybody do? Gather around. Ah, I need you to hear what God's about to do. He's been gathering a crowd around you because everybody about to see you lift your... And when you're looking at it like, God, I can't do this by myself. God is like, I know. That's why I send you to a place every week to give you some support. I send you to a place called Harvest to get you a word. So you ain't going to lift this one by yourself. I got you. <laughs> I need you to open up your mouth and say, God's got me. And I got this. Say, I can stand the rain. I just need you to get your little dance right fast right there. Someone say, I got this. Thank you. That's good. I like that. Some of y'all, that's what you look like in the spirit. You ain't supposed to do that by yourself. What did we pray for last month? The help you need is on the way. Jashobim, Eleazar, and Shema. I need you to say, I'm surrounded by mighty men and women. Say it again. I'm surrounded by mighty men and women. Okay, I got to finish. I got to finish. I got to finish. I got to finish. So for those of you who have been complaining, I just showed you what you look like. You ain't training on no 19 weights. You training on some 2020 weights. You ain't training on the little you that used to get frustrated and give up because you had one bad day. You training on the you that can deal with 15 problems at one time and still make it happen. I need you to do what the Bible says. Let the weak say, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. We are, we are, we are. I got to stop. So let me show you this in the Bible and I'm done. Luke 5 and 2. That's you. You can stand the rain. That's what it literally looks like. Stronger you get, the more weight you got to train with. Ooh, but he's gathering a crowd. <laughs> and everybody's going to see you lifted. And let's tell the truth. While you were lifting it, you felt for a moment like you was going to drop it all and it all was about to break apart. But you're going you're gonna to win. Mm. Do me a favor. For those of you watching online, I want you to pick somebody else's name. Don't tag them. Just put their first name in or put the initials and type it in. If you're in this building, you can look at somebody. If you're chatting in this building, I want you to do the same thing. I just asked everybody to chat. Why? We're about to be the help that somebody else needs. 
Come on, we're about to take 30 seconds to be to help somebody else needs. If you're in here, you can make eyes with somebody. But boss, we're going to be the help they need. If you're online on YouTube Live or Facebook Live, you're chatting. If you're on the Harvest Channel, you can't chat. But if you're on YouTube Live or Facebook Live, you're chatting. Why do you have me pick somebody's name, Bishop? Because we're about to pray that they have the help they need in the spirit to carry what it is they're carrying. To train with what they got. Father, in Jesus' name, we decree and we declare that they shall win. We put their name before you so that uh, angels of the heavenlies would come to their support and to their aid. They will not crumble under this weight. They won't forfeit under this weight. They won't give up under this weight. They shall be victorious. And we declare it is so. In the name of Jesus, somebody help, shout, shout amen. So let's finish. This word is good to me. This word is good to me. Luke 5, 2, but it's about to get better. So here it is. Here's an example of can you stand the rain. And when you get what you pray for, you have to get what comes with it. Luke 5, 2. And he saw two boats by the lake. This Jesus saw the two boats. But the fishermen had gone out of them. So when does Jesus show up? When they were done. And they were washing their nets. When does Jesus show up? When they're cleaning up. So when you talk about I'm done and you're starting to clean up because you think you're fitting to go, <laughs> Jesus is like, let's get this party started. I couldn't come until you got to the end of you. Because every time I tried to do something, you butted me out with all your butts. Ready? He saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them. They were washing their nets, getting into one of the boats which was Simon's. Remember, I've talked to you before. Simon's name means snub nose, arrogant. Um, he, had, he asked him to put out a little from the lamb, and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Listen, Jesus didn't ask. He directed. They said, well, Bishop, it says he asked him. Mm -mm. Notice, Jesus says, when he gets in the boat, the inference is you're going to do what I tell you to do in the boat. Why is that important to understand? Because many times God will Pose something that seems like a question, but it's really a directive. Can these dry bones live? The directive is tell them to live. Can you forgive who hurts you? The directive is forgive us so we can move on. Because as long as you're holding in a grudge, she's holding you up. up. Verse 4. And when he had finished speaking. So here's the next thing I want you to see. Jesus uh, he, he speaks to them, but he's silent to Simon. You see him talking to everybody else but you. Y'all going to look at me like this? You seeing everybody else doing what you want to do, and he ain't said nothing to you. Everybody else getting what you prayed for, and you still talking about, I love Jesus because really he was testing Simon's resolve. Simon, can you celebrate somebody else getting what it is you asked for? Ooh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's check the room. Can you celebrate if somebody on your road gets what it is that you prayed for and not be jealous, not have an attitude? In fact, say, I'm excited for you because, baby, if he just blessed you, I'm on the same road. I must be next. Must be. 
I'm next to me. <laughs> I must be next to you. Look here now. He said to Simon, so after he talks to everybody else, watch what he does. Please look at me. Watch what he does. He says to Simon, he says, hey, man, um, let's go into the deep. In other words, he says, Simon, I want you to see something. Because you could celebrate them. I left them by the shore. I'm taking you out to the deep water. In other words, I was just seeing how you were going to respond when I gave it to him to see if I could bless you with something bigger than what I gave him. You know what I'm talking to me? I was just seeing how you were going to act when I did it for her just to see if I could give you something bigger than her. I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm a celebrator, not a hater. Y'all ready? He says, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. What did they just finish cleaning? Their nets. So God is really saying to them, he's really saying, he says, look, I know that you think that that's not supposed to happen now. Look at me. I know that you think that that's not supposed to happen now. I know you think it's supposed to be in your five-year plan. That's your five. Ooh, ooh. But God says, look, I know you just clean those nets, but I have use of them. Now, you can tell me no because you just cleaned them. And guess what your blessing is? Your nets. Or you can release your net because your increase comes through your release. I need you to say, Lord, I won't hold on to it. Don't you hold on to no 400 when God was trying to give you 40 grand. Don't you hold on. Ready? Verse 5, and Simon answered, Master, we've toiled all night. Now, what does that tell you about what they were trying to do? They were trying to win, y'all. All night, they're trying to win. He says, Master, we've toiled all night, and we took nothing. He says, we've been going all night and not winning. We're tired. Five miles to empty. Listen, you ever been five miles past empty? Listen, let's have a real moment. Your gas ever been so low that it was the Holy Ghost that got you to the gas station? Come on. Yep. <laughs> that light ever been on since the night before, but you made it all the way to work? Y'all ain't gonna say that. <laughs> you talking about I'm gonna do it in the morning, I'm gonna do it in the morning. Then that happened to be the morning that you behind schedule by 80,000 minutes. All right? Look, they said, Master, we've been doing this all night. Look at me. God, I've been doing this all year. God, I've been saved for 20 years. We went to school together, Jesus. <laughs> we've been doing this all night, but we didn't take anything. What does that mean? We didn't win. But at your word, I will let down the nets. I will be led in triumphal procession. Say, at your word. I pray you get to the point this year that when you hear the word, you do it with no questions. I pray you get to the point this year that when you hear the word, you do it and you don't back talk God. I pray that this year when you hear the word, you do the word and you don't question God. Because if you'll do it, God says, I got something amazing for you. Say, Lord, at your word. Stay right there. He says, at 
actual word. He said, no, stay right there. He says, I'll be led in triumphal procession. In other words, he says, at your word, I'll do it. He leads us. What if Peter would have said, no, we're going to try tomorrow. I'm tired. I don't feel like it. It's been a rough day. I'm going through a lot. You know what Jesus would have said? You don't want to need fish. You know what gets me about people? Which is kind of an honest conversation. You know what gets me about people? Is that they be in need of something and then don't want to do what they need to do in order to get what they need. Like, how you need something from me, I'll tell you how to do it, and you don't want to do it because that's too many steps for you. You the one need something from me. I don't know. I didn't ask for nothing for you. Amen, lights. All right, look. Verse 6. And when they had done this, all right, look at me. Your win is on the other side of what you do. Not what you think. He said it, and he at your word, I'm going to do it. And when they have what? Done this. Lay hands on yourself and say, I'm a doer. <laughs> say it like me to say, I'm a doer. And when they had done this, they enclosed, it's right there on the screen, a what? Large number of fish. And their nets were what? Breaking. Now last night, you didn't catch nothing. Y'all want to know where the real miracle is? Every fisherman would tell you the best fishing is at night. Why? Because the fish aren't, uh, the, the heat's not going to keep the fish from the surface of the water, and most of the predators now have gone, so the fish are coming to the surface. So when they toil all night, watch me, God is saying do something that it doesn't even make sense to do. Why would I go fishing in the daytime when that's not even when fishing is good? Because God will make something that ain't good for everybody else. He'll make it good for you. There's a word for that. Favor. And there's a sign for that in the Bible. Rain. In other words, what did God make it do for Peter? He made it rain. And here's the question, Peter. Can you stand it? This is rain here. God made it rain for him. All right? But look, look, look. Verse 7. So much so, they signal their partners. Sing, signal your partner. Partners is a southern word. Partner, not, not partner. P-A-R-T-N-E-R. Mm-mm. Partner, P-A-T-N-A-H. It's in the Bible. <laughs> Gonna read your word, church. No, I'm just joking, it's not in the Bible. Look, they signaled to their partners in the other boat and said, come help me. How you go from not catching anything all night to catching so much, your nets break, your partner's boat, his boat begins to sink. So when God makes it rain, God says, I'm not just going to make it, watch this, happen for you. But for everybody that walked with you through your valley. For everybody that walked with you through your rough moment. God said, I got them too. I need you to just make this declaration. Say, everybody connected to me. God's about to make it rain for them too. Say, and when it rains, I can stand it. But notice, what happened? Their nets broke. What happened? The boats sank or began to sink. You're missing it. Success came with some broken nets and some sinking boats. Uh-uh, I need you to catch that. When they started winning 
And having rain, the same thing that caused growth is caused grief. Because what did he just finish doing? Cleaning the net that God broke. When I do this, that means it's really good. You got it? Really good. Right? Listen, listen. Then the boats, they, had all, they were parking their boats. <laughs> they were parking the boats. And he comes signaling his partner. Come on, partner. Come on, come on, come on. Got all these fish. So much fish that their boats, here's the verse, they began to sink. Now look at this. But when Simon Peter saw it, ask yourself, can you stand the rain? He was fishing all night. This is what he wanted. When he got what he prayed for, look what he does. Depart from me. I'm a sinful man, O oh Lord. One version of the story says he jumps in the water. Look at the end of the line there. Don't run from the rain because it's what you asked for. What you asked for it for. For those of you not familiar with that, um, there's this, this comedian who was having fun with Southern vernacular. And he was talking about growing up in, in, your, in your grandmama's house and being, or being over your grandmama's house. And he talked about being a little kid. Who would want a banana? I'm about to close. <laughs> and when the little kid wanted the banana, the little kid, I want that banana. I want that banana. Kids still do that to this day. They want a whole banana. And, and listen, you know they're not going to eat the whole thing. Because what they want, they ain't ready for. Can you stand? <laughs> All right. See, you're about to get what you asked for. Uh-uh, uh-uh, that little whack response, uh-uh. I said you're about to get what you asked for, what you prayed for, what you believed for, but you better be ready for it because it's going to break your nets and start to sink your boat. But I need you to open up your mouth and say, but I can stand the rain. Some of the folk in your life now, once you start winning, they ain't going to be there no more. And I don't need you to chase them. I need you to go after your win. Let's go. I don't need you to cry over them. I need you to go after your win. Somebody say, I'm not running for the rain. It's what I asked for. So the little kid, so the little kid would reach for the bananas. I want that banana. And the little kid would reach for the banana and they'd give him the whole banana. And then the little kid would sit there. And to be struggling to eat the banana. Look, kid, take two bites. Just like kids do to this day. They're going to take two little miniature bites out of that banana. And they're going to be sitting at the table. Watch me. And when they have what they ask for, you know what they're going to start saying? I don't want a banana. And that's what some of y'all are doing. God has given you what you asked for. You're like, oh, but I don't want to be talked about. Oh, but I don't want to have to be up late because I want to be a boss, so that means I don't have regular hours. <laughs> so the little baby is crying about the banana. Why do I, I got to eat the banana? And then grandma responds and say, what you asked for it for? I came to say to somebody tonight, the rest of this year, you about to get what you prayed for, and I need you to be ready 
You can't be crying about it because you don't want to hear God say, what you asked for, for. And then the grandma says, you need to eat that banana. And I came to tell somebody tonight as I close. Come on, yo, let's go home. I came to tell somebody, when you get what you prayed for, don't complain about it. Don't whine about it. It's going to be heavier. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be more. But you better eat that banana. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, I'm ready. <laughs> say, God, you ready? <laughs> say, let's go. <laughs> Eat that banana. <laughs> Eat that banana. <laughs> Eat that banana. What you asked for? Why did you ask to get off of drugs? For him to get you off. And now you having pookie withdrawals. He gave you what you asked for. He freed up your time so you wouldn't be on a substance you could get serious about your future. Why did you ask him to have good relationships so he dismissed the bad ones? And now you sitting up on Instagram seeing what they do and looking at their stories, stalking. I rebuke the stalker in you. I feel prophetic tonight. Y'all better let me go. Can you stand the rain? Don't say, God, I want you to stir my prophetic. Then let me tell you what is going to amplify your lonely. If he stirs your prophetic gift, hear me, Elisha, Elijah, Isaiah, Jeremiah, that means he's got to pull you over by yourself. So you want to see dreams and you want to have signs and wonders and, and you want, good, come over here. Don't say, like, get me out of debt. And he gets you out of debt. And then you sitting up replying to every offer coming to mail. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Say, I can stand the rain. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. 
Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.